Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are doing the Ghostbuster franchise, and this week we will be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Can't I can't do another Ghostbusters after last one, guys? It was just it was so oh wait, no, this was a good one. This, I'm good. This is a good I'm one. I'm back. It's a good one. And who's also back is he's just above average, Keith Swetland. Uh, see, I it, thought you would call him the podcast of this podcast. Oh, uh, well, I, I like podcasts, <laughs> so I don't want to hey, hey, much like this movie, just uh average. <laughs> you are so wrong. <laughs> Hey, so wrong. Hey, we're uh, we're all experts here. We're all we all have equal powers. We're all Not we're all like we're like three mm. pil- we're all three pillars of like movie geniuses. Mm. Yeah, about that. No, well then well, then why did you invite <laughs> me along here if I'm just the shitty third tower? <laughs> You're the third wheel that we have. To, your mom asked us if we can play with you. Oh, no. and... <laughs> so we felt bad. We felt bad. You have to uh, let Keith. <laughs> we have a podcast at home. <laughs> yes. <we have> a- <laughs> All right. Ghostbusters Afterlife came out November 19th of this year. By the way, this is going to be a spoiler movie uh, podcast. So uh, stop for now. You, for all you babies be, out there with baby brains. It's so hard to do a podcast about a movie that is out now and not have it be spoilery. <laughs> Why didn't we do spoiler warnings. warnings for Predator 2? That's true. Should have been Predator 2. <laughs> Did we do spoiler warnings for the newest Fast? Nope. Dude, fuck them. They deserve to be spoiled. Yeah, it's Fast Furious, baby. If they didn't see it, what's their their issue? It is always hilarious to me when people like bitch about a video that's talking about something. Be like, why didn't you tell me it'd be a spoiler? It's like, motherfucker, why did you click on a video about something you haven't seen? Right. (laughs) Also, Uh, it's like, if Ghostbusters spoilers are really like what's getting you, man, like. We already grinds my gears. Ghostbuster spoilers. Uh, came out November nineteenth of twenty twenty one. Runtime of two hours and four minutes. Directed by Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, the original director of the movies. Uh, Jason Reitman has directed movies such as two thousand five. Thank you for smoking. Two thousand seven's Juno. Two thousand nine's Up in the Air, and twenty eighteen Tully. Oh damn! He did Tully. Yeah, I like that movie. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't expect that. I've seen I've seen Thank You for Smoking because I saw that at the dollar fifty. I've seen Juno and I do believe I've seen Up in the Air. So I've seen them all. And Which one's Up in the Air? Oh, that's the George Clooney. George one. Clooney yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. that I haven't good. seen any of those movies. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Uh, this movie stars a brand new cast as it stars. Carrie Coon as the mom. Paul Rudd's in it as Mr. Gooberson. Finn Wolf, hard, hard. Uh, McKenna Grace, Logan Kim, Celeste O'Connor, and surprises by one Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, and Sigourney Weaver. Surprises? I feel like Dan Aykroyd wasn't a surprise. (laughs) He was like pivotal for a call scene. And then well, Bill Murray was just kind of there. Well, you know, before we do any of the plot breakdown and just when we discuss it, yeah, this is like that thing I've talked about on with Ghostbusters 2 and 3 about how Bill Murray has been reluctant to do any movies. Um, however, um, 
he needed a good script and he read the script and he thought this was a good one to return and do a, a little, a little shot or two. Um, uh, this movie is uh, written by uh, Jason Reitman and Dan Aykroyd. So it feels totally different from 2016 as it's a fan. And, you know, as Reitman calls himself the number one, first ever Ghostbuster fan to know what to write, how to make a movie. Also with the help of Dan Aykroyd. Um, has a has has Reitman Jr. written movies before? As a writer? Yeah. Has he like written before? Uh he helped write. Or do you have that in front of you? Yeah, I have it right here. Um he helped write um uh Thank You for Smoking, Up in the Air, um some other movies, some shorts, hmm. Men, Women, and Children. That sounds familiar, but and then like the front runner he helped write. Those those sound like movies Keith have watched. Front runners with Hugh Jackman. The front runner, a political movie. movie Hugh Jackman. <laughs> you know me and political thrillers. You, with and Hugh Jackman. Stud Hugh Jackman. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Unless he's emerging from uh, tanks with adamantium coursing through his bones, then I don't give a shit. I don't know. I want to see that newest one where he like goes back in time to like jack off to memories of his old girlfriend <laughs> that's the best they should hire you to do plot summaries <laughs> like, i don't know hugh jackman gets in a tank of water and just goes at it <laughs> yeah, just pulls his butt all night well as i mentioned in the ghostbuster 2 uh i uh, jason reitman is the uh son the kid in the movie that says that the, his dad believes that they're full of crap and you know, oh, your father doesn't believe in paranormal. It's like, no, he just says you're full of crap. Uh, before we get into it, guys, what do you think of uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, I'm blanking on her name right now. Uh, Mrs. Miss McKenna? McKenna Grace fucking stole the entire movie. She was brilliant throughout the whole thing. Uh, I was less okay with podcast. He kind of just. He was funny at first and was annoying by the end. Uh, but otherwise, I loved the movie. I loved the way they sprinkled in the lore. I liked how they had an overarching story that connected it back to the first one and actually connected to one and two to explain why ghosts like have moments of coming back but aren't like exclusively black back all the time. Uh, I mean, how do you hate a Paul Rudd moment? Paul Rudd was great in the scenes he had in this movie. Uh, Ernie Hudson finally got to be something more than just there by being a rich badass who is setting up for future movies. So I enjoyed it. Keith Bartholomew Swatland. <laughs> Careful where you tread. Don't make yeah. it. Don't get the proton pack out. <laughs> Try me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you shoot the proton pack through the zoom screen, I can un uh, uncross it from the other stream and save my own ass. Okay. <laughs> No, I, can I, thought, deba- I can debate that for you, by the way. So don't worry movie, about that. This movie had my I, I would I would describe it as like overly okay. So it was like to me, it was just like it was significantly better than the last movie. I was kind of I, I I went into it, my my brain's all scrambled right now. I'm trying to come up with how to counter Rick's threat. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I went into it really 
because I, I I declined the offer to go see it with y'all earlier because I was being all negative Nancy about it and didn't want to see it. Then I eventually did see it and I was bummed out about it. So I tried to clear my expectations, have good hopes about it. And I was entertained for the two hours. It just felt like it felt like it had the Force Awakens problem to me where it was too much, way too much fan service. Really? It felt wow. like they were, it was like, it felt like a it almost felt like a cynical cash grab a little bit. In what way though? In what way like were they cynical about? Because it was an homage to the first one and way more than doing a beat for beat exact same movie as the first one. It was, there was way too many, hey, do you remember moments for me? Like the, 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 the camera would like zoom in on the fucking proton pack for 20 minutes. There was like recognizable toy figures. There was lines they said. See, but I feel like if that stuff wasn't there, people would have bitched about it and been like, well, what is this? Why, why aren't they referencing the first one at all? And I think I'll get to it later. I really, I would, I wish they would have done a different bad guy. Cause that would have, if they needed, I don't know. It seemed too like nitpicky from the little lore and it lost touch of what Ghostbusters really is, which is like a very funny movie. And this movie like seemed kind of humorless to me. Although, I mean, yeah, yeah, like McKenna Grace killed it. I honestly, I thought the adults were all better. And it was my my real gripe. I'm kind of going long here, but my real gripe is that it it focused on the kids and it was a bunch of kid shit. Man, crazy. A kids movie in 2021 focused on children. (laughs) It's it's a key. It's for like. I would say this, like it. I think it's a 2021 movie of the fact, like it, it hits a lot of marks for a lot of people who are, are around our age because of the fact of watching those type of kids movies, adventurous kid movies, uh, a la like Goonies. You know, what I mean, there's always those things of. There's not much of those type of movies these days, unless it's hardcore kids movies. Yeah, See, I think there's a ton of them. Name like me the, some. Mostly Stranger Things. <laughs> It felt like Stranger Things. Well, yeah, but the thing is, but here's the thing about Stranger Things. Isn't Stranger Things super based on Ghostbusters? Yeah, well, they're Ghostbuster fans. But it's based off of classic Spielberg works. That's the basis there. But yeah, but there's so many nods to the 80s. There's so many this, so many that. So what's the difference? If if Stranger Things is Ghostbusters, He-Man, Ninja Turtles, uh, E.T., you know, all Spielberg things. But when Ghostbusters do the same thing with their own dimension, it's oh, they're they're too they're too much on a you know too much calling in the past, nothing new, nothing fresh. But while Stranger Things do the exact same thing, and everyone's like, "This is amazing." Oh, don't get me wrong; it bugs me in Stranger Things too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've seen the movie twice. Um, I enjoyed enjoyed it a lot both times um watching it the second time i was kind of wondering if it would be boring or you know just like oh, i've seen it already you know let's see how I, I didn't have to the second time i didn't have to like detail watch to like oh there's a callback oh there's this i could enjoy it a little bit more this time and i did it wasn't boring at all the second time and i won't lie someone cut onions in both for me both times yeah i really because i thought the pacing of the movie was insanely good like it never focused on any moment so long to where i was like all right let's move it along 
like even when they were doing like the trevor love interest story which i was like instantly like i don't care about this why are we doing this they moved on from it so quickly that it didn't matter anymore they're just like hey this is happening it's teenage love stuff but we're already moving on it's just Mm -hmm. a side thing that's still kind of there well and God, except for like having a driver's license, that character almost like wasn't necessary. And that's the point. And <laughs> yeah. I and I have, I have to say that Trevor was a side character in the movie that hadn't. He was just there to move along the story. It wasn't. He wasn't the main focus. Phoebe was. See, and I would argue that he's a super important character in the story because of the connection he has to his sister. Like he instantly believed her because of like he is like the only person that actually has that deep connection to his weird little sister because of everything they've gone through like there's a deeper story there as if you just look at it like from a superficial point of view yes he's very pointless he's just kind of there to be the driver and everything but like he is there to be the supportive big brother and be there to support his sister even though crazy shit is happening yeah so let's get into it. So, Rick, give us the uh, plot breakdown. Nah, dude. Remember, it's Ghostbusters. I don't do that anymore. Oh, that's true. All right. So I'm going to try and do the cliff notes here since um, I'll be honest. All day at work, I've been at the shoot. I've been trying to like break down the plot in my head and just, just haven't had time to. Don't fuck this up. I watched this a long time ago. This is important. Got it. It's been 32 <laughs> years since the Ghostbusters stopped one Vigo. Uh, the Ghostbusters have disbanded after the decline of supernatural activities in New York. Egon Spangler relocated himself to Somerville, Oklahoma, where Gozerian uh, cultist Ivo Shandor mining operations are located. Uh, Ego captures a beastly entity from Shandor's mind, aiming to lure him into at, to his little dirt farm because he buried a shit ton of traps to hide however after it fails egon knows what's going to happen and egon suffers a heart attack as one of the terror dogs shows up and rips attacks him just it like the one that might have been one of the scary moments in all ghostbusters was when he was getting just mauled in that chair <laughs> uh we find out that egon had a family callie played by carrie coon uh, his estranged daughter and her two children, Trevor and Phoebe, are evicted from the house and they move to the dirt farm that is left for Callie and the kids. Uh, Trevor meets a local girl, Lecky, at the diner, uh, Spinners, and Phoebe enrolls herself in the summer school because it's either that or cleaning asbestos at the house. Uh, we meet uh, Gary Guberson, one Paul Rudd, his uh, seismologist, who uh, we find like right away you can see that there's a somewhat chemistry between the mom, Callie, and one Gary. Um, Phoebe uh, discovers uh, that there's a friendly ghost there at the house because the PKE meter uh, lights up for her. Um, as it leads her down to a hidden ghost trap that is what we found and saw in the first uh, scene in the movie. Um, uh, Lucky takes Trevor to the old mine to talk about their own personal problems until one of the, uh, a spirit flies out of there yelling gozer. Uh, Phoebe meets her friend, uh, meets her new friend podcast who has to podcast everything. 
Um, and uh, we see that they that Phoebe brings the trap to go to school. Gary, being a big fan of the Ghostbusters, decides, "Hey, is this real?" She he thought it was a sweet uh, replica, and it turns out to be real. So he decides, "You know what? Let's uh, let's open this bad boy." Well, they open it, and here comes the uh, terror dog. By the way, Oklahoma is. Do you guys know is uh, known for constant earthquakes? Yeah. Because that's a constant thing in this movie. At the that Oklahoma Somerville has constant earthquakes. It has been since fracking's become a thing where we destroy our own planet. But that's an entire different podcast. <laughs> They could have yeah, made this cool. movie about that. Would have been cool if like fracking dug up ghosts. That would have been a good little plot line. Mm-hmm. Uh, ghost hunting at the farm. Phoebe with the PKE meter is lured into a underground laboratory where Egon kept all his spores, mold, and fungus, and all the equipment. Phoebe restores a Ghostbuster pack under the direction of a light, aka Egon. Uh, she, uh, her, uh, Phoebe and podcast test out by destroying a area. And then they come up with, uh, encounter Muncher, a ghost that is the 2021 version of Slimer. Uh, as that's happening, uh, was it Trevor decides to fix up the one car with a motor, the Ecto one. Uh, that was a, that was a little heartbreaking to see how beat up it was, how dirty it was. <laughs> Um, so Phoebe and podcast run into Trevor. They decide to, Hey, let's uh, chase after Muncher, uh, after capturing it, destroying half the town of what I think it was like 2000 people, if not less, um, Phoebe gets one phone call and she calls one race stance. And then we get the dialogue of what happened between Egon and the ghostbusters with the fact that the team, Got mad at Egon because he took all the equipment after ghosts were dying down because they thought they were too good. Um, Trevor, Phoebe, and uh, Lucky podcast go to the temple dedicated to Gozer to uh, find out that Egon built a containment uh, device by using all the proton packs to cross the streams to shoot down any ghosts that are escaping the mines. We also see the dead body of Ivor Shandor. Um, where are we at? What else? Hmm. Uh, the kids decide that. Uh, oh, the one that the terror dog that got loose decides to take over one Paul Rudd. He then uh, Paul Rudd's characters uh, Vince Vince from the basically the uh, Rick Moranis character. Uh, then he decides to destroy all the proton packs, having the kids have to uh, save the day because the mom gets uh, um, possessed by the other. She's the key mas- gatekeeper, key master, all that good stuff. Um, this time, this movie implies that they have to bang, which they do. Um, what else? The kids have to save the day. Do you guys love the fact that the kids have to put proton the uh, jumpsuits on and it fits them perfectly? <laughs> it's not worth nitpicking Ghostbusters stuff. <laughs> it's not. It's fantastic. The world, the world barely makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So, uh, Gatekeeper and uh, Keymaster Bang, this releases uh, after the uh, Proton Packs have been destroyed. Keith's favorite villain from the Ghostbuster franchise, Gozer, reappears, played by one Olivia w- uh, Wilde, which uh, was leaked a couple weeks uh, prior to shooting, and she declined. She said no. She's not in it, but boom, she is. Um, what was her? Sorry, I got to interrupt. What was her name in X Men Apocalypse? Not, you're thinking Olivia Munn. Oh, wrong, wrong Olivia. My wrong bad. Olivia. Sorry, hey, Olivia. Uh, hey, the, the the fourth person on the screen can edit that out. Yeah, got it. Uh, <laughs> so the kids need to save the day. So they uh, go to see Gozer. They uh, use the trap to get. Uh, one of the uh, terror dogs inside saving the mom, which I like that idea. Um, then they drive back to the home as the idea is to trap Gozer into the mine of traps. However, I think what was it the other? Uh, oh, Gozer's too strong. The uh, gets the trap, releases it. The terror dog takes over Lucky. Gozer's restored. Looks like Gozer's going to uh, destroy the little girl until you hear, hey, flat top. As then there's one, Ray Stance, Peter Vakeman, and Winston Zeddemore as they're her- here to help save the day. So they cross the streams. However, Gozer rips them apart, stops it, and then Phoebe has her one-on-one battle. And then all of a sudden, as she's about to lose, you see a ghost hand. Then you see Egon's ghost, one Harold Ramis's ghost there to help. Then we get the shot of all four Ghostbusters with Phoebe crossing the streams. As then they trigger the ghost traps, capturing Gozer and its minions. And then we get the Egon reconciles with all the family and friends, sort of vanishing into afterlife. And that scream saying, this one is for Harold. Then we see the Ecto-1 and, and the uh, New York driving. Then we get the theme music. We'll talk about the uh, mid-credits and after-credits in a bit. Let me Anyone else annoyed that through four separate Ghostbuster movies, we keep being told that crossing the streams will end everything, and yet they do it constantly and nothing bad ever happens? Yeah, she literally just grabs them and uncrosses them, and it's fine. Like we should always cross. I can, I can defend that. I can defend that, (laughs) and I'm going to send it. Sending it. In the first one, they don't shoot her. They shoot the wall. They shoot the doors. Right, but they just said that crossing the streams would cause terrible things to happen. Not that you shoot something and terrible things could. It could. Do it. That's the no, thing. No, he said saying, if you cross the streams, all life as we know it will end. Yes, but they're crossing the streams at a ghost who is so powerful that she can rip them apart. Right, but you okay, just said that they didn't shoot her. They shot a door. They, they did at in the first one. They Hold don't on, shoot her in the first one. They shoot the doors because they shot the doors to stop the ghost from coming in. They shot them back out. Right, in which they crossed the streams and nothing bad happened. Okay, exactly. so, Hold on. Hold on. I think I can solve this uh, okay. stream crossing debate here. Okay, one. So the doorway is to basically the ghost dimension, some other dimension, whatever the gozer dimension is. 
Yeah. The way they angle the streams, they shoot them through the door, and it's not till they pass the threshold that the streams cross. So, yep. Nope, that's not true. They instantly cross them. They are crossing them. Oh, at that's the right. They point they're shooting. Sh- Never mind. No, the, they literally put the tips of the guns together and cross the streams. And also, like, there is literally a monument to Gozer, like, right outside of this town, and no one believes Bankman or uh, sorry, Egon. That, mean, that's one under of the a things. giant mountain, dude. That's it was like accessible. So, like, the old Yahoo got to it. And that's right. one of the well, deep in a like abandoned mine. Not yeah. many people just go into abandoned mines, bro. The, that's there. one of the critiques of the, what everybody thinks of the fact that. You know, I will say watching the movies both times and then when the Phoebe calls Ray and is like, hey, uh, aren't you a Ghostbuster or, you know, uh, what's your, what about Egon Spangler? And he's like, Egon can rot in hell. Like my heart dropped like both times. I was like, oh, that hurts me. But well, it's that's like that's the, the, they're doing a setup. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. But like the idea of them not believing him, like that's one someone's critique of like, hey, how about you come visit me? And I'll show you, but no, none of them did. Right, but I think for the longest time they didn't know where he was. Like he just took, took off without telling them. Like it wasn't like he was per- like, "Hey, I'm going exactly here. Come find me." He yeah. took off and didn't talk to anyone for twenty plus years. <laughs> yeah, so like there's that critique of people like, "Well, just have him call," you know, this, this, but like, because when we see the ghost of Harold Ramis, you know, Egon, it's like. I should have called. I'm sorry. You know, they all said their apologies and, you know. Yo, there's an actual statue of actual Gozer. (laughs) Yeah, but no one, you know, can't, you know. Right, but also, like, Egon has been shown through the first two movies to be someone who's, like, kind of grating and does his own thing. Like, it's not that unbelievable that he just, like, they didn't instantly believe me. Fuck them. I'm going to go save the world. It, like, there's I completely that possibility. buy yeah. that aspect. I do too. Movie. Yeah, the idea of him, uh, you know, like, hey, because the whole plot, the the uh, plot breakdown from race one, Dan Aykroyd, race stands is the fact that they are, um, you know, he's like, business kept business started going slow after Vigo kind of thing because the fact that you know, ten calls a day became ten calls a week, and then ten calls a week became one call a week to none. But then all of a sudden, you know, Egon kept going through this, you know, this trip of Gozer's coming back. Gozer is in this location The you know, and in my research, follow me. And everyone's like, no, we're not. So then Ray brings up like one day they returned to the uh, firehouse and the everything was missing. The proton packs, the suits. He took the Ecto-1. He took everything. And he was the one who invented it all, so it's not like they could just make new ones. So left them lost for strand, uh, you know, lost on an island. So like, I understand them being pissed at him too because of the fact, like, well, if you guys don't believe me, I'll fucking do it myself. Also, as we readily saw in the second movie, Bill Murray had no problem just pissing off and leaving the Ghostbusters. <laughs> that is so, like, true. It's very believable that he would just ditch it. I mean, fucking Ray's character, like, basic or not Ray. Um, Ernie Hudson's character basically established that he was just in it for the paycheck and he went and established a fucking empire. So he didn't really need it anymore. Yes. Winston is the, uh, what's his company. They don't say we don't know yet. It's just, he, he is a a very powerful man, very powerful man, which Jason Reitman has come out and said that Winston will be the Tony Stark 
going forward. Oh, interesting. Because he almost he's see- finally not just a man who's there. I just have like a natural distrust for rich people in my blood. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I trust this thing Winston's doing. I don't know if I like this. I, I, because like they, so let's bring it up now. So that with the after credit scene, after the credits, and it's Janine and Winston talking about, and Janine, you know, like, what, 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 what were you guys as the Ghostbusters, you know? And uh, Egon's the heart and soul. Uh, I mean, the brains raise the heart and soul. Uh, Vankman Peter's the uh, like he was just uh, like the, took a cool, yeah, the cool, cool guy. The like, the, was what the word they, they used? Oh, he just said he played it cool the whole time, yeah. Um, I think they kind of established that Bill Murray's just kind of a prick and a douchebag, yeah. Vank, like, Vankman's the, sh- the showman, Vankman's the showman, and then good movie, by the way. It's like, what were you? <laughs> I'm the sex appeal. Me? I was just there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was just the sex appeal. And so, um, and then we see the you, we see the Ecto one go back to the firehouse, which by the way, I think the joke I was talking to Suzanne about it because when Ray's talking about the firehouse, he's like, Oh, it's just a Starbucks now. And then you see it disordered. Like, you know, back in the day, like that used to be the joke of when a business would go out, out go out of you know, go out of business, it'd be like, oh, it's becoming a Starbucks type thing. And I think that was supposed to be the joke, but it, you know, there was a it, Starbucks on every corner and sometimes yeah. two on one. That joke killed like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So definitely we, that's we, uh, probably a Dan Aykroyd joke. Just and it's just kind of passed him by a little right. bit. Some, some old guy, keep it in, keep it in. You got to keep it in there. Keep it. <laughs> so then we see the Acto one returning back to the Ghostbuster firehouse. And then we go down to the containment as it looks like it's going out of control, maybe setting up a sequel. But um, before we get too much on, we there's not much history to talk about with this movie. But what what was y'all's? What was your guys' internet history with this? Like, were you up on the news, keeping up with it? It's like between 2016 and now, the internet culture has changed a little bit, but you can See, still. Yeah. I've been excited for this movie from the moment they've announced it because like the opening trailer that first came out I was like that's a really good fucking trailer I'm hyped let's do this Ghostbusters in the current age pretty good cast okay I'm on board so -hmm. I've been hyped for this movie from the first trailer from the get go I was too however I was a little reluctant because being a Ghostbuster fan and the idea of this movie before seeing it my my process was they're gonna have kids play with unlicensed nuclear accelerators that could destroy could kill people but we're just letting kids play with it that was my first reaction of like what are we doing here and yet they managed it way better than the movie 2016 did with the proton accelerators i believe so 2016 dictated my history with this movie (laughs) so yeah I See, was... I think that's why I was hyped is because I never saw 2016. Uh, well, so like I, I didn't was... have that like bad taste in my mouth on Ghostbusters. So I was like rattled by how stupid the discourse was. That 2016 came out like it can't just be a bad movie. It's like <laughs> it's got to be more than that. Yeah. So like I was just so turned off and everything after that I was like, oh, they're just like what they really get to like wash their hands with that piece of shit like 
I'm kind of a firm believer that you kind of got to own your mistakes a little bit, even in mm-hmm. franchises. So like, nah, Keith, just like the way Disney's going to wash its hands of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's embarrassing. It's in, in, I don't know, in my eyes. So like, I was like, come on, you don't like, what are you going to grab Paul Rudd and make a Ghostbusters movie? Get out of here. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they did. So that was I like the timing that he got to be the sexiest man, like a week before the movie came out. Very funny. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, I was super reluctant to be like, oh my god, we're letting kids be the Ghostbusters here. Um, you know, I I stayed away from the trailers. I saw the first one of like them teasing the, um, the Ecto one, you know, with the storm in the firehouse, and I was like, okay, where are we going with this? You know, because the fact of 2016, because they did the whole movie but they decided to do you know have the originals be in it but be different people so i was like didn't know if you know i'll be honest i didn't know if they will if the originals were be in it but you knew they would be in some way or fashion and i think they did it so much better on this one than they did in 2016 I knew that Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd were in it. I mean, I didn't do a lot of research into it. I didn't realize Ernie Hudson was in it. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's sweet. They even got Ernie Hudson back. I thought they did. Um... God, I'm blanking on her name right now. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, they did Sigourney Weaver a little dirty. Only putting her in an after credit scene. I feel oh, no, like Sigourney important. deserved a little bit more. Which I yeah. love the after credit scene. Of, she had school in her. <laughs> we're going to redo the... Uh first like one of the first scenes we see of bill murray of him you know testing the college students and it's uh dana doing the same thing to him and he's getting it all right because he marked all the cards and he just you know like you you did you you did this to all your kids and all your students he's like no i just did it to all the guys on everyone like i i I thought it was a good callback scene yeah, Bill, um, but Venkman's so gross. <laughs> he really, really we, 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 we've, we've talked about this. Yes, he is really gross. Um, See, I actually love the way that they handled the children in this movie, though, and that they find the equipment. We still never know if they ever put that field out that they set on fire. Kate, did they? Or did you have to go work it? Hey, no, the, the, uh, those fires go out quick. They're fine. But, um, in a super dry ass Oklahoma where everything's just like super, yeah. super ready to burn. The thing, who who cares if it burns? That's <laughs> true. It is just Oklahoma. For all you Oklahoma listeners out there, we're not taking that joke back. <laughs> no, <fuck laughs> go to go to FEMA.com. <laughs> Use promo code fake movie experts. Try to move out of your shitty state. Um one of the cool things they did for this movie is they brought back um, uh, like the score, like the weird noises, like like to start the movie. Just we had the same music tones that we had from the one. We didn't have no weird Bobby Brown breakdown. You know, we didn't have a montage. Was that the? How dare I love Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. I love Bobby Brown. I'm just yeah, saying that we don't song get that. Went... <laughs> And have Donald Trump in the music video, for God's sake. Good God. <laughs> we're talking about that as a good thing. Yeah, come on. We, hey, we've, a, had, we, we've had a time capsule. We've had to reference them in every movie. Uh, Home every, Alone uh, 2. Home Alone 2 is. is a great movie. There it is. I will reach through this screen and punch you right in your small dick. Um, he's a better actor than Joe Biden. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> 
good God. Uh, but like the guy that scored the movie studied uh, under the original guy that did the original uh, Ghostbusters. So he uh, approached him to take the role for him to, to be a consultant and then was able to make the same score that we had from the original one. So like watching this movie for me, it felt like the original in a newer way. Like I loved all the callbacks. I it's, you know, when we get to the critics and uh, audience, you can tell who liked this movie because of the fact of, you know, I know Keith, you were saying there was too many callbacks, but it's just like for, for this franchise to start a brand new, you know, trilogy and you know what i mean to start new movies you need to make it an homage to the original but to me it wasn't there were homages but there weren't that's like they didn't hit you over the head with every single one of them there to might me, have been too of, many to me there, the gripe against this movie feels just super cynical it's just like it's just like a dog pile on of like deciding that the movie's not good without any actual basis behind it like yeah. just like nah, dude, fuck that. It's fucking so mo- so much of a callback. Who wants callbacks anymore? The entire fucking internet is built on callbacks. And Keith, for you to mock callbacks as a fucking meme lord, <laughs> it's sad. Um, yeah. Not much. Now you guys are dogpiling me on this. Well, we're gonna dogpile you. I'm not alone so, like, out I'll there. Be, I'll I'm, be I'm not the only one that didn't like it. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, but like I'll yeah, be honest, you, you're kind of the target for those idiots right now. I know you're, the, you're, the, they're, you're, you're their commander in chief, um, <laughs> but like, sure there were some call some callbacks. You just go like, oh, okay, like you know the Twinkie and the Ecto One. You remember Did fungus we need mold that? and spores? Do you remember fungus mold and spores? That is fine because that's what he that's his hobby. So oh, you brother. don't stop your hobby, <laughs> dude. Uh, the crunch bar in the in the jumpsuit. Okay, we you know there there are some things. You know, we, uh, we talked about flashbacks hitting you. The problem was the the that's not that's not how like the callbacks are designed. They're designed to be like, caught by people our age. Well, so, like, yes. <laughs> so we did catch it, yeah. and I appreciate them all. I love the the stack books in the family room. You know, like it, it they they just pan the camera over and it's like, oh, there's a stack of books, and then they just look at it and goes, that's weird, and you just go, and then just carry on with the scene. Like, I did not mind that at all. Like, none of them affected any scenes for the most yeah. part. They were just kind of there, which to like, me just felt more like a love letter to Ghostbusters than like a hit you in the face. Hey, remember this thing? Well, I agree. I got to defend my dog pilot here for a second. It wasn't just the callbacks that bugged me. Okay. What <laughs> bugged like, you? It was the. I'm, I'm like I'm like doing a like a defense here for my like dissertation your, or some shit. Your Honor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was the it was, it was the thing I was worried about was the Ghostbusters is it was first of all it's always in a city. It kind of bugged me. It was out in the goddamn sticks. This is the first movie that's not in New York City. So. Yeah, it was it was weird. And then like the having it the kids be the focus of the story really changes the dynamic of it. It really like changes the comedy you can like produce and the like I, I thought the adult characters were all so good like there could have been a really good movie about like the the mom trying to like come up with rant like i think there, there could have been a cool story there like a cool working class like mom trying to struggle and because right, the, the, the performances were good like I but just, nothing about her would have bought into her dad's stuff she hated her dad 
She had a complete yeah. disconnect from her father. That's why you needed this, the granddaughter role to have that connection to her grandfather as a way to bring it all back around. Yeah, then that's, like, that's what they chose to do. I think like I, you, can, you can have a story about her, like a kid going, like figuring out that they're whatever, they love their father or the, the family dynamic is important and stuff. And you could have done that through the eyes of the mother. I think like I I understand I understand what you're like what you're trying to do you want you want the more like in the way more drama but in for this they went with the child the children route well, it was I too think, much drama it was like they needed their comedy it was like, and I thought there see, was plenty of comedy this to me was one of the funniest Ghostbuster movies like first of all hurt like the girl through the entire movie like had me just busting out laughing with the way she delivered everything and the Stay Puft Marshmallow bits were easily my favorite thing in any Ghostbusters comedy scene ever. Like, the hilarity of those goddamn marshmallows had me openly cackling inside I, the theater. I, I have that to fucking s- scene. <laughs> there, I, I saw Keith's face like, ooh. Um, and, you know, I get it in the, in the Ghostbuster realm. It makes no sense. Like, this makes no sense, but it's for marketing. It's for children. That's like, And it's- I'm fine with that. It's fucking Ghostbusters. What yeah. does make sense? Like you're trying to like Nothing. establish this as like Nothing. this deep philosophical fucking movie franchise. Like it's not just fucking four jerk offs fighting hey, the ghosts. Are you reality and reality in general. It's... Like what's <laughs> like people trying to like say, oh, I just like it's too childish. First of all, they've always been children's movies, and you mm-hmm. have to do a children's movie in a chi- like in a different way in 2021 than you do. In the fucking 80s. You can't 100%. do what you did. In the, you can't have a scene of someone getting a blowjob in a kid's movie in 2018. With, and I 100% agree the fact of, uh, of that idea of it is a kid's movie and you just have to make it. You know, you can try to go off the wall walls and a lot, but in this they don't, which I'm okay with. Oh, by the way, in that uh, marshmallow scene, the second time watching, when one of them gets burned on the grill, he does the Terminator 2 thumbs up as he's melting. And I thought that's fantastic. Might have been one of the most traumatizing scenes I've seen in Ghostbusters as well as watching that poor fucking marshmallow kill itself walking across the grill. Oh, no, like the, the, the sight gags were hilarious. It was like the cannibalism angle was hilarious. I, like I loved I loved Paul Rudd's strut. And he's, as he's walking into to get his ice cream, I was like, that's funny. And I there was there was a really loud product placement while he was walking through wall. Baskin Robbins. It was Baskin Robbins. Yeah, yes. I hated that shit. But no, but they, they really wasted a hasn't there there been product placement in every Ghostbuster movie? Yeah, it's annoying every time. But um uh well the, the I, why I, are we choosing this one to then be annoyed by it and not have mentioned it okay. yet? There was a big coke the okay. coke cans in one. <laughs> you have a Walmart and Baskin Robbins in two. You the guys, Walmart thing didn't bother this me one. just because I fucking okay, hate okay. Walmart. The, but... the theme, the theme of the dog pile here is getting old. <laughs> I we're like picking things that have been in all the movies to just suddenly for <laughs> this one be upset about though, and I just don't well, understand that. No, I was mo- okay. I was He's moving on. Off. No, moving <laughs> yeah. on. I'm, I'm feeling attacked here. Okay. Well, we're gonna beat you. Um, <laughs> beat him off, more like it. Most likely, uh, well, only if you're me, ghost and you do it on laying down. 
<laughs> for me, I love the idea of Go the Sandy. fact. <laughs> hey, now, uh, for me, I love Paul Rudd in this movie. I thought he was fantastic. The idea of he's the the summer school teacher, and then he's like, "All right, guys, it looks like you guys have a VCR, so we're we're gonna watch his Cujo." Yeah. killer dog that, that fucking joke. scene was so i was like what the fuck you cannot show cujo to a bunch of like 10 to 13 year olds by the way i gotta while you're talking about him i gotta give a quick shout out to a like action movie geologist like in the vein of uh pierce brosnan from dante's peak i love that he's a geologist it's so cool <laughs> he's, I, was like, I knew that would get you off like, you and your the, goddamn rocks I, I, ta- it's like oh the town geologist no one believes him he's a ghost nut i love it <laughs> and, and, and i like the fact in this though that like he it, it looks like he was his own like his own like he wasn't going to the mayor he wasn't you know there wasn't that thing of like i have proof that this is happening he's still trying to understand why are we getting earthquakes, but we haven't had an earthquake in, you know? Well, he wasn't from there, right? Like, he moved there because of the earthquakes, and he was studying it. Like, I, I, didn't, right? I didn't catch that. I don't think so. I think he was just there, and just he was trying to study why the earthquakes are happening. Because I thought he, like, he was like, there's just been suddenly a bunch of earthquakes in Oklahoma, and I've come here to check it out. I just kind of, like, used this mm. gig to get here to pull mm. it off. I didn't. I thought I didn't that's see. what it was. No. I didn't think he was from there because, like, he didn't have no. any connection to the town. Like, yeah, there's no reason for him to be from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I so, don't think he was. I think yeah. he wasn't from there. But uh, you know, leads which to is one why he ju- was such a shitty teacher and just showing kids movies that he should not. Chucky be or Cujo, in yeah. Well, and I appreciated that joke because they were doing the summer school bit where they like just didn't give a fuck. Yep, I thought that was kind of a fun thing. But oh, but oh, I just want to cycle back to the Walmart thing real quick. I thought that was a big missed opportunity for a cool like bigger scale action scene i think like walmart could have gotten fucked up like shooting lasers in there and having ghosts also didn't it not make sense at all that they talk about how this is like a pissant town that no one's in but it has a fucking walmart super center that's because hollywood executives never leave los angeles they don't know that not all like <laughs> they think that every little town has a walmart that and also the idea of <laughs> people critiquing the movie the fact that for some reason a Walmart can't be super empty. And yeah, like right? wa- Paul Rudd is the only one in the Walmart. And it's like, well, it's probably 11 or midnight. It probably, because it's, it's the scene after them getting released from jail. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe in the small town, there's only like 20 people at this Walmart at 1130 at night. If you want to critique it in anything, you got to critique it that it's not, being fully staffed by Walmart employees having to restock the shelves of someone that who's too. gone to a Walmart at a weird time at night. Yeah. Oh man, um, they should they should do ghost specials filmed at Walmart like past ten o'clock at night. That's a weird place to be. Dude, oh, it is. Weird. It's always weird to <laughs> oh. go in a win in a Winco or a Walmart yep. after dark. So you you accuse me of being a meme lord. Have you ever seen the memes where it lists like surreal places on earth and one of them is like whatever grocery stores after 10 o'clock at night or like empty parking lots? Oh, it does not surprise me. I've seen the Walmart people videos or Winco videos of um first of all, Keith, I'm not accusing you of being a meme lord. I'm just outing you as a meme lord. Yeah, yeah, you just got outed, bitch. Um I I have to say that uh Go like I said before, I was I was intrigued. I was worried about the ch- the kids in this movie, but I I loved. I gotta say I love McKenna Grace's Phoebe's character because it's Egon as a you know as a child, and it's just like she had all the same traits that we've seen in Egon. You know, like 
Um, why is she not freaking out? Because it like over was it? Um, like she's over stimulated. She's overstimulated. You know, like it's just like this. Are they trying to establish her. that her and Egon are somewhere on the spectrum. Oh, I saw that a little bit. I thought about that. Maybe. I don't like, know, but saying, I tell you like, what, her... being overstimulated is something that like happens to like. Yeah. Because one, <laughs> for a lot of people that don't know, being on the spectrum is a very wide thing. Like you can have like autism that's like super mild. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you can get overwhelmed like by like when she said like I just get like my head's constantly going. I just get overwhelmed by things like yeah. that's usually a sign of someone being on the spectrum. Yeah. Their Gen Z's and their anxiety. <laughs> uh, but like this, the Phoebe character, I was cautious and I'm watching the whole movie. And, like midway through the movie, I was like, yep, this works for me. I'm OK with this character. Like. Well, it's also because the kids don't solve anything. The kids take plans that were already in place and still fail. And it takes the Ghostbusters to make everything happen, (laughs) which I think is why I was so okay with it. The kids didn't actually solve anything. The kids tried to chase a ghost and blew up a town, which is what you would think would happen with kids driving a car with proton packs through a town. That was a good scene. That was a good, like... That scene was tight. The action was good. Like the effects look cool. And then like the kids come town. up with an elaborate plan that fails basically miserably and gets one of them turned into a dog. <laughs> and then the Ghostbusters show up and everything gets fixed. Like that's why I think the kid thing never bothered me is because, well, the kids were the protagonists. The kids weren't the ones who fixed anything. Yeah. They tried uh, to I- and they were going to get brutally murdered by Olivia Wilde, but. Uh, I oh, can and- tell you. Go ahead, Keith. I was say, speaking of the kids, I got to slip in my one Eternals joke. We were doing, <laughs> we were talking about a podcast, and he was he's he uh, he didn't bug me that he put me every once in a while, but he reminded me of a character in Eternals that like walks around and says what's going on. So he kind of bugged me a little bit in that he reminded me of Eternals. Oh, when they were so like, had... when they were filming. Um, God, I can never remember his name. The Indian one. What's his Kumail. name? Kumail. Oh, Kumail. Kumail. Like it was him filming his life. His uh documentary. Yeah, it was a fucking slave. It was his, his, his character was his crazy. Assistant. His assistant. <laughs> Jesus Keith. Eternals had slaves in it. I'm just saying. There it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were like way back in Mesopotamia. Like um, I it can was a tell different you... time, Keith. Okay. I can tell. I can say that while we were after, so me and uh, Rick saw um, Ghostbusters like the weekend that it came out, and then um, walking out, Rick was like, "The producer is going to love podcast. Podcast (laughs) is made for the producer." We watched the movie, we watched it, and I was like, "So, what do you think of podcast?" And she's like, "I loved him." And ah, I was like, funny. Rick is right. She she was dying laughing. He dying was a, well, laughing. That, he, he was with all the, the jokes. Well, that just happened. The character. Well, no, that, <laughs> that him, that, and, and then all of the Phoebe jokes. Oh, yeah. The Phoebe jokes were definitely like she exactly was, the thing she sends me on IG all the time. Oh, I yes. love Phoebe's. Oh, I forgot about the jokes. Thanks for bringing that up. Those were great. What do you, what do you call a. We uh, talked about that multiple times at this point. No, what do you like call the... dead panda? 
anything because it's dead. God damn. Um, yeah, she has some good ones. So fucking why, morbid. Why can't what was the you one make... of Roto? There was like a dead family member one. Or was it the panda? No, it's the panda. Oh, then okay. you have like <laughs> then you you know when when Paul Rudd is talking about how he has like the triangle sticks everywhere and he's like are you sure you have try all like a, all three of them he's like yeah i know what a triangle is he's like good i thought you being obtuse yep that one he's like was that a joke and he's like and she winks and he's like yes that's why i winked at you and i was like god damn that's great or what do you call a fish with no eyes oh yeah <laughs> uh, what's the, oh what's and also the... i think we'll get we talked about the music a couple times. That that McKenna Grace song bangs. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it does. The haunted house. The song. It's that a very like Ghostbusters. A, you were talking about it being a very twenty twenty. That's a very twenty twenty one song. It's, it's like she went to the. It, she just listens to a bunch of Taylor Swift. She just wrote a Taylor Swift song. I, <laughs> this first joke was super good. Why can't you trust an Adam? Yeah, because they make, up, they everything. make up everything. Fucking. <laughs> That's such a good joke. Mm-hmm. I dude, it, it blows my mind because of the fact that McKenna Grace, this movie was filmed like two years ago, and since it now just came out, and when when they're doing the promotion run, I'm like, who's the girl here? Like, <laughs> like I, I I thought she was a singer. So like every time they're like, oh, she's on stage. I was like, who are you? Who are you pubbing in this? This, and then like uh, the week prior to it coming out, they had like, um. They had Murray, Ackroyd, Hudson on like Fallon in the CBS Today show. And she was with them. I was like, holy shit. She like, she hit a growth spurt. Like she like felt like she grew like three feet. It's why she can already be in the sequel that they finally get to. Okay. One more joke. Did you say the hamster joke? Because I wanted to. I have not. I was trying to think that one. What does a hamster have in common with a cigarette? They're harmless unless you stick them in your mouth and light them on fire. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck what a joke and also i just I'm, I'm, I'm upon my quick wikipedia re- research of mckenna grace he doesn't seem to be like the child of rich parents which is kind of cool there it is which is a typical hollywood thing usually like they're fucking kids of famous people they get to do those roles what is that called because this movie was supposed to come out in july 10th of 2020 then it was pushed back almost a f- pushed back for over a year so that's why I was just like, when I saw her, I was like, holy crap. Like, who, who are you and wh- who are you trying to... Um... I mean, it's nepotism, but there's got to be a different term for it. What, for the kid of a rich parent? Yeah. Oh, that's like, There's a term a... that's like made specifically for Hollywood. And I can never remember what it is. Oh, I always just call it starting on third base. <laughs> One you, of the you cool... started eating ass? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> starting on third base. Starting on third, eating ass. Oh, got it. eating ass is third base. Damn, that's like first base. Whoa, okay. Um, He's like, what? I'm going to go to the bathroom and eat your ass. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, do you want to go to Applebee's? <laughs> you should eat some ass, ass after going to Applebee's. That's just asking for trouble. You know who's asking for trouble in this movie? J.K. Simmons, because he was Ivor Shandor. And he, uh, uh, I just love the fact that he's the cult leader. He awakens once Gozer comes up. He's like, Gozer, I've built this shrine for you. And then Gozer rips him in half that whole buildup of like him being like someone special to try and be a right-hand person to just get obliterated was fucking gold was and then for it to be jk simmons so you're like all right he's gonna because when he first gets up you're like okay he's gonna be something it's jk fucking simmons like he's an important actor 
to just instant die was so fucking funny. I, and I didn't recognize that was J.K. Simmons when the body was turning, and then when like the ghost started coming up, and then he starts to awake and he turns and podcasts looking at him. I did not know that was J.K. Simmons. I was like, holy crap. It was like till he stood up and started talking mm-hmm. that you didn't realize it was him till then. Um, you know, uh, what else? Um, I like the the I didn't I like the fact that they use like real effects in this movie. Like the go the terror dog at the Walmart. That was a real animatronic. That looks good in the in the little ball toy thing. Well, yeah. wasn't it like hanging out e- eating the plastic balls? Uh, no, he was eating food and he had like slime dripping down and all that That's stuff. Right. He was, was eating dog one food. One thing in this movie that looked bad, and now I can't remember what it was. The the ghosts coming up out of the well were a little. That was a little easy. That was a little too easy. Yeah, it was, like, it was just like too. I mean, it could have. I wish they would have used ooze. They should have like done ooze slime. But that doesn't make sense. It's a different different character. Different yeah. villain. Don't no, worry, guys. I just wish there was the the. I thought this movie looked pretty great. I just wish they would have done more ghosts, like that weren't. So with the ghosts, yeah, because you had the. I liked it was a little ode to the taxi driver from one. Of the because I noticed it this time because when they pan the town when the family arrives, they they pan from like the diner and you can see like the the waitress pouring coffee to a guy with a hat on. So when the ghost came out and live, when the waitress turns around, and pours cup of coffee into the ghost, it's like it's supposed to be the same guy. Oh, I didn't realize it was supposed to be the same guy. Yeah, she. That's, that's why she didn't. Cool. That's why she didn't notice it at, until she starts pouring it because it's the, the regular Joe that comes every day type thing. And like she's just pouring. I was like, I caught that this time. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That that's why she freaks out at the last second because she thought it was the same guy. That's what I super appreciate about this movie, though, is establishing the lore as to why, like, we get huge ghost events and then no ghosts. Huge ghost events and then no ghosts. Is that because there's, like, certain periods of time where the barrier between the realms becomes, like, thinner to allow this opportunity for, like, fucking Olivia Wilde to try and break through? It's like, what, 1916, then, like, 1936, and then, like, 1984, and then 2021... But you know, CGI and I asked in the to theater, Joe. I was like, "Do you think they had to change that in post?" Yes. Like, yes. do you think they had originally <laughs> read twenty twenty? Yes, without question. <laughs> so, they like, should, this yeah, movie I'm, was I'm, supposed I'm, to come out a year ago. Like, like, yo, dog, yo, Ivan. Like, people are still dying like this morning. So maybe <laughs> we're gonna have to, yeah. we're gonna have to redo that scene. <laughs> but you know, I I liked I liked the fact that there are the walls of like, you know. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what's going to happen. This is where we're going with it. And the idea of Gozer tries to break herself loose every 30, 40 years. And, you know, this time we're just going to put her in a million traps just to separate her. So they, there's no way we can get her back. So I like that. Um, like using I, the only good thing from 2016 about there being like the two worlds and there just being a barrier between them. Mm-hmm. So like that's I know it's it, it's like not fun to nitpick at Ghostbusters stuff because it's all kind of silly and all of them don't do like, it they don't do it Keith Jesus well, well I'm I'm about it oh okay <laughs> like, I, I feel like literal ghosts on camera thirty years ago would still be relevant and like right 100... it's so weird that people just ignore that because like people talk about it is. like 
people talk about like George Michael getting a BJ at a club bathroom stall. And that was like 30 years ago. Or who was it that had sex with the transvestite? Hugh, uh, Hugh, uh, the dude who's like super charming and does all the chick flicks. Uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, there Hugh it is. Grant. yeah, like, yeah, like that's still known. And that was like, like literal ghosts and like, mo- like, okay, I'll, I'll be generous. More than 30 people dying due to like paranormal monsters. <laughs> or the fact that the fucking Statue of Liberty walked, walked. through New York City. <laughs> and it's still not back where it was. By the way, it'd be okay. hilarious if it was just in the center of New York City in this world. After watching Ghostbusters two and loving it, it, it didn't get enough shout outs in this in in this one. The, oh, yes, because oh. people ask if this is a direct sequel to it's to um, one like this to one. But there is some. Um, it, where Jason, Dan Aykroyd uh, works. It's, it's only the Ray's occult, huh? It's like okay. only the bookstore, right? Or well, yeah, more? but I guess there's like I didn't see it, but I guess like uh, a little joke is the fact that the toaster there's like a toaster somewhere that it's supposed to be from the two. Oh, I guess that's I, I just don't know like how much you would shout out from two though. There's really. not many from two. Like, However, is gonna kill the world. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you. I don't know if this is going to happen, and I don't know. How, let's see how you guys feel about this. But Jason Reitman is not afraid to bring back one Vigo. How? I thought they like murdered him. I guess well, he was they, dead. They, they sent him it. back in. He's he was murdered. He was hung. He was uh, stabbed. He was right. But the Ghostbusters it. took over his painting. I thought his spirit was in the painting, and now he's just like it. it it's a po- there's a possibility that Granted, Vigo... it's fucking Ghostbusters. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. To because I so because I know we're nit you know we nitpick here and here and here, but the thing is what's fantastic about this franchise minus twenty sixteen is the fact that the no, 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 we have to include twenty sixteen. <laughs> no, we don't. The they franchise. don't. They don't. What's cool about the movie franchise is that this movie's just based off three guys starting a business. There was no lore before at before the movie. It's just that's the premise of the movie, and then they went off with it. So. You know, and they can do whatever the hell they want and they can do whatever they want. Hell, in the, <laughs> even in this movie, um, uh, in the credits, um, Ernie, uh, uh, Winston Zeddemore is now a doctor, Winston Zeddemore. So from right? two to now, he's a doctor. He, <laughs> he has a to... degree in something. <laughs> That's true. He wasn't young in Ghostbusters. To be fair, it could be a doctorate. He could have just yeah. gotten super rich and been handed a doctorate. That's that true. happens. Yeah, like fucking Natalie Portman or something. <laughs> First of all, I will not have Natalie Portman besmirched on this podcast. She is and forever will be our Queen Amidala. Yeah, she, she shit in my shoe also. Well, you know what? Lonely Island, you baby. You should be into that weird shit. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> shit, shit in my shoe. Um, so let's talk about the uh, old guys coming back. The old crew. Mur, uh, Ackroyd, uh, Murray, Hudson, Potts, and Reaver. I have to say, I love the idea of all of them being what they were. You know, I think Sigourney should have had a more, a more scenes in this one, but I don't mind what she was in. Uh, I love Annie Potts's character, Janine, just showing up. Like, yeah, like they hint, once again they hinted at that they were they banged. Right, we, but what, she's definitely not the mom. She's not the mom. So we still don't know who Egon actually impregnated. Yes, and she's the 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 actress is forty. 
So if we play that role in the movie, so the child should have been around during Ghostbusters one. I mean, it's just Janine, isn't it? Around Ghostbusters. No, it's what not Janine. No, it's, it's she not Janine. Needs the mom in the movie. Yeah, but how yeah. do we know that's not? Do they say it's not her? It's not her. Because they she say she grew it's up not. with her mother. Yeah, and oh, her yeah. mother wasn't Janine. That's true. Well, they, I mean, Ghostbusters probably had groupies. Like they were pretty big. Oh yeah, but I mean, cause... he probably could have just done it because of a fucking experiment and not actually cared about her at all. <laughs> yeah, he just, maybe it was a ghost. Ghost <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the ghost went they... to like instead of just going to like first base, like with Bankman. <laughs> Is a blowjob first base? No, I don't eating think ass that's is true. first base. Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn zoomers. I know. That's just, they just like go to Applebee's and just eat ass. That's all they do. So then, like, what's second base? You don't want to know. <laughs> all the bases are eating ass. Yeah, More that's ass. All zoomers do. That's all they know how to do. Yeah, they just listen to Little Nas X and just eat ass. That's what they do. I like Little Nas X. Jesus, get out of here. Oh, wait. I don't mind him, I think. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, the idea of... Because, yeah, they do hint in this one the fact like because when we meet Janine, he's like, I was uh, his friend. Uh, I was his friend. You know, like, I was the he secretary. He ate me out under the table in the first movie. Yeah, just... No, he did not. He was fixing the computer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Voraciously. Um, Eat on a tongue for miles. Yeah, turned her into a goddamn puppet. But we have we have the um, we Joe have trying to move through us being super gross. But I liked her being there, and I liked the fact like the the daughter shows up to collect to sell the silverware and collect the rent check, and she's like, Jillian's like, well, he did leave you something, debt. That was um, did the just pre- continues to establish that all the Ghostbusters besides Ernie Hudson are kind of pieces of shit. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's literally living off of Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson pays for the upkeep of his shop. Wait, Bill Murray a, is Bill Murray. Am I making this up? Or do they do they imply the mother is kind of an alcoholic? Oh yeah, for sure. No, we, I loved I loved the mother. She was like my favorite. She was so uh, good. Us, I mean, because we saw this movie with uh, no cell entertainment personality Booble, and he and I were joking about how she was an alcoholic through the entire movie. Well, that's what the movie could have been about her, like getting her shit together and like. Keith, I get it. You to... have a hard on for the mom. Yeah, she's great, and she was. She's a yeah, yeah. She's a pretty woman, and you're a little <laughs> jealous that she got to bone Paul Rudd. I understand. Well, and that her like her stepmom basically got eaten out by Egon under a desk. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> I hate you both. Um, no, what do you think? Fixed com- wires to completion. 1980s. <laughs> um, but I like was that. There was such thing as cunnilingus in 1980. No, good God. Uh, I think that's like a ton of cunnilingus happened in 1980. That's true. I think it was the 80s, so they were doing it through a lot of fur. <laughs> Few busters. That's. I think that's really what this movie is about. It's like you have to learn to give and receive, but before you can receive, you must give. Thank you, Jason Siegel, for my love, you man. <laughs> Good movie. 
good movie. Fantastic movie. What happened to Jason Segel? He had like that run where he did a bunch of movies, he, and then he just stopped doing movies. He like I stopped, saw his dick, and then I stopped seeing movies. At the he stopped doing movies, then he started writing books, and then like he came out with like an AMC TV show that's like supposed to be like the psychedelic kind of makes you have to think about it type thing. I think um, he's a victim of the... some more. <laughs> he's a victim of the death just of the comedy that we keep talking about. Yeah. Um. What did you guys think of the original, the living returning the way they did? Hey, flat top. Bill Murray looks like shit. <laughs> like I didn't. Well, they all do. Like, I thought was... Ackroyd and Hudson and even Potts looked fine. Bill what? Murray looks like he's like gonna die tomorrow. Well, this is the first time if you watch any, if you've seen Dan Ackroyd lately. Like this is the first time you see him without a hat and a sunglasses on, because that's all he wears now. Well, so that's let's true. be honest. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd did a lot of fucking drug through the eighties, and 90s. that is true. Yeah, they lived a hard life. No, I think that. I mean, they. It was sort of my like not like the movie. You heard me bitch a lot about the movie, but like I, for the most part, like I enjoyed watching it. Like I was never bored. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. But yeah. like I, I didn't care for them showing up. It, it didn't do it for me. It did it for me. I got. I'll be honest. Like, it was. It was heartwarming. Like that was. They yeah. achieved their mission. Like they made I, me like. <laughs> they yeah. looked almost too old to be pulling it off, though. So it kind of like was a little breaking because I'm like, they looked like, like in, they would get blown over by the proton packs. Right, and then just like in 2016, Bill Murray like really phoned it in. <laughs> I thought. I, yeah, but uh, uh, let me ask you guys this before I think where I'm going to respond. Do you guys want to take a guess how old? They are. Murray's got to be in his 70s or 80s. Ackroyd's uh, probably low 70s. I would assume Ernie Hudson might be the youngest. He looks the best. Dan Ackroyd. Dan Ackroyd, 69. <laughs> nice. Nothing, I don't see anything funny about that age. Well, then you don't have fun with your partner. Bill Murray is. <laughs> what is this, 1980? <laughs> Bill Murray is 71. He's only 71. He did so much drugs. Ernie Hudson is 75. Ernie Hudson is the oldest by a lot. He's the elder. That's cool. You know what they say. Yeah. Ernie Hudson's a fine looking man. (laughs) Yes, he is. Like I said, we saw him on uh, when we, he was, we watched the video of him uh, on Fallon and we're like, Jesus, he looks great. Like what, you know, we thought he was like 67, 68, whatever, not 69. And there's just like all of a sudden it's like holy crap he's seventy five Jesus Christ. Um, oh, I will. Of a, speaking of time passing, I'm not gonna have many opportunities in the world to give it a shout out, but folks should watch that uh, that Beatles documentary. I don't know why that made me think about gonna, it. It's... I was gonna ask you about that. What the fuck is the cornfield that Off came air. out of? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, it's. It's like 10 hours, cool, right? Cool. It's cool footage of uh, old people being young and on drugs. Doesn't it show that Yoko wasn't actually that bad and that story's kind of made up? No, it's really, that's a really sexist narrative that the world came up with. The, mm. the guys are all just have egos and they're all assholes. And that's kind of the point. Checks out. <laughs> Weren't they kind of breaking up before Yoko Ono even came around? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like a fun, it's a meme. It's a fun thing to say that Yoko. They're, they're the original uh, Oasis that they're constantly breaking up and then. <laughs> Reuniting. We're fucking something oasis. never reunited. Yeah. 
they should have let Oasis do the soundtrack to Ghostbusters 2016. Just make it worse. Are enough members of Oasis still alive? Oh yeah. Oh but hell the, yeah. The, the brothers and... don't. The brothers hate each other, so Noel it's fine. Noel and Joel. Lowell. Yeah. Oh, that was a, a rhyming joke. How about that bit? That was a good bit. No, no <laughs> bit. No bit. Nope, we're still on the bit that your bits are bad. What about a what about my bit? What maybe I'll just become an oasis guy. That'll be my new thing. <laughs> okay. You guys, ever, you guys hear what's the story, Morning Glory? That's a good album. Jesus Christ. You understand that it's 2022 in like two weeks. Yeah. So um don't look don't look back in anger. Oh, anyway, here's Wonderwall. I had to do that one. What is this, Minnesota? Yep, anyways. That's a shout out Um, because Minnesota does Wonderwall for their soccer team. Oh, God. Man, we're killing it right now with Oasis. (laughs) Joe, if the next thing out of your mouth isn't about Oasis, I'm going (laughs) to... Quit. (laughs) And you won't get get any more money. I'm trying to think of the song (laughs) from Butterfly Effect. <laughs> that they is sing it. A, it it's an oasis is, song. It's is, the very end of Butterfly Effect. Hey, speaking of speaking of New Year's coming up, maybe we'll have some uh, champagne supernovas. There it is. <laughs> or like, quit crying your heart. I'm out. We got to move it? on to something else. Keith, why don't you just do Stop me a favor? Stop crying your heart forever. out. There it is. Okay. There it is. Live forever. Stop crying your heart out, Keith. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Hold I mean, on. Don't look when I mean Oasis does kind of rock. Boys, but... you know what? I really like it when we all get together. So thank you for the good times. <laughs> you're just looking at damn tracks. Enough's enough. <laughs> it's time for a change. Let's go to the back. <laughs> when you look up the top five on Apple Music. <laughs> you, know what? you know what? Joe's right. We'll just roll with it. Fuck you guys. Um, I, I love the kids. I like I like podcasts. I knew he I knew he was a little over the top at some points, but I love the fact at the end I think he the kids call about, it cringe. Cringe. He was a little cringy. I like the idea of him having his own podcast and how his he really finds his voice in episode thirty seven, and then you know he I love that at the end when he comes out he's homage to the fact of that he's covered in marshmallows because of all the mini marshmallows and he finds out that Ray Stance is his one listener. That bit was pretty funny. That one had me laughing. Yeah, they brought back the 37th episode thing. That was nice. You really, was you, nice. It, you really found your voice in the 37th episode. It's like, thank you. Uh, I like the one line by uh, Vankman of after, you know, after he introduces himself to the little Spangler and uh, the mom. He's like, well, we're all going to go in and have some hot cocoa. Some of us with rum. <laughs> that one was good, too. Um. I I have to say that I love the idea that they didn't get rid of the Egon character. The idea of that he's there as a ghost. And I can take and I can believe that because of the fact that he is a ghostbuster. He did all his studies. He knows what he's doing. And once he passes away, he's a ghost. And I don't mind that, like being a thing in this. I think what we confirmed in this movie is Egon is a Jedi. In a way. Yeah, he and Yoda went off with Qui-Gon and learned a new technique at the end of uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yep. So eventually him. in one of the remake or in one of the future episodes for this, his daughter's going to die, get sucked out a window and use force powers to get back inside. And then you know she's, she's, she's died in real life. More! More! And, 
And she will declare proudly that she is a Bankman. (laughs) (laughs) And what's your last name? Bankman. Like, damn it. Um, God, Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman was a body double. So he, so it was kind of cool that the original director got to play the role of the first Spangler. Um, they, um, but I just love that. It was still, I always find that shit creepy. I, it's just, it's super creepy to me being like, hey, I, that guy's dead. But it's like they did a lot more than what 2016 did because 2016 just had the bust of him. But like in this, like I, I like the fact that he came back as a ghost and like, sure, the graphics effects were okay, but it's like, it's they not made... just this dude. It's like when they brought Tubac back to life with the holograms. It's like, oh, he's alive. Dead, so let's let dead don't get me dead. started. Don't why get do me keep, started. Why do we keep? bringing back dead people as like ghosts and holograms well just picture mickey mouse pulling carrie fisher's corpse out of a graveyard dragging it to a disney production studio taking pictures of it so they could do kids like cg with it well okay (laughs) are you actually mickey mouse in this situation and is this your future porno you've been talking about they paid me one thousand dollars to go exhume Carrie Fisher's corpse and uh there it is. Get, some gr- get some green construction paper and uh grab some shots, Whoa. you know. I like that they didn't even give you a green screen that you just use green <laughs> construction paper. Yeah. Mickey Mouse is really brutal. <laughs> Kathleen, Keith. Don't don't fuck with Kathleen Kennedy Keith. I'm telling you. <laughs> Keith. Hey Keith. What did you think of the ghost? Oh, Harold Ramis? Yeah, what do you think of them using him as coming back and having That's a not- peaceful way to get his character off the you know franchise so we can move forward i appreciated the sentiment i thought the shots were a little excessive they were a little brave showing like all the close-ups of his face i thought that was a little weird yeah i like i like the beginning when you don't like you're like who's this guy and like you kind of quickly put two and two together that it's supposed to be egon yeah i wish it would have been a little i wish they would have kept more subtle with it like more winks i wish they would have kept him like maybe even kept him invisible or something. Like that would have been my vote. And like have him solve some problem by like knocking a cup over off the shelf or something. I think I would have just appreciated had he only had the moment with his daughter and granddaughter and not had the yeah. moment with all the guys. I think I like felt I, a little I, excessive. I I like that scene with the guys. Like you have the original four standing there. You no, know, I thought that was fine. It was the after part where they were all talking to him and stuff. Like I could have done without that. I, I, yeah, they all said their goodbyes. It was kind of weird. I'm, a, I'm okay with that because, uh, to be honest, none of them did in real life. Because oh, at, that's at, at the t- that's depressing. Because in real time, and like in real life, they all went through separate ways. Um, Ramus and uh, Murray hated. Uh, 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 Ramus and uh, Murray hated each other. Probably because they, they were on bad terms. Back. So like they all, they all split after this like these movies, and they never worked again together because of you know bitter feuds, this and this. So like to me, this was okay because of the idea of the fact that they fully never got to say their goodbyes in real life. Well, that's the fourth wall stuff that bugged me in Fast and Furious Seven. Where like well, ex- see, and that's the thing. Like with Fast and Siri, you know, Paul Walker's <laughs> character Brian is still alive in the franchise. For Which this, is- I love the fact that they kill off 
Egon in a way that we know he's there in spirit, but he won't be there physically anymore or even as a ghost because he floated away. So you're saying you you don't want that future scene in Ghostbusters of someone driving up in a Ecto-1 <laughs> and only seeing a shoe step out and being like, family. Family. By the way, family. on that note, I, I got to give a shout out to like the whole Fast and Furious gang talking like Paul Walker's vanishing from their lives when he's literally just like moving next door. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, God, I like it sucks that we'll never see Brian again. It's like, guys, I'm literally down the street. Like I'm on the beach with you right now. <laughs> I, I will take what they did for the Harold Ramis part over what Fast and Furious has been doing with Ooh, O'Connor. Okay. Without question, because of the fact that for the Ghostbuster franchise as the fan base being the fact that it's the original four and moving forward, you know, we're not going to have the four. You know, they're all old or sadly Ramus has passed away. Yeah, who's going to so, be the next? Who's who, who Ghostbusters? The they idea need to go with the young Ghostbusters and it'll be sick. So there's the great debate we have going on now about the new Ghostbusters because of the fact, are they going to go with the kids? Or do you think that with the post credit scene of uh, 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 Winston saying that he's going to start the Ghostbusters again to start the fact of I'm going to be the supervisor. You know, I'm going to, he wants, as Ernie Hudson said, he wants to be the Nick Fury of the Ghostbusters, that he wants to be there to help, you know, set them on course. It should be like the cartoon, uh, the extreme Ghostbusters, because Egon was there, but he was just there to make the proton packs, make the equipment. He only got involved when it was the big situations. It is a question of who's going to make the equipment still, because literally the only person who made the equipment was Egon, and Egon is a ghost. It took and it took Egon's ghost to help McKenna Grace figure out how to put the screw back on. I like (laughs) I was talking to the producer about it, and I was thinking about the fact that like you could have her as the you know the maker because she knows how to. I mean, I guess the fact that they have the proton packs again, though, means that you just find someone super smart and have them reverse mm-hmm. engineer. And that it. could be, and that could be the Phoebe character. That the fact that she put it all straight together once, just looking at it, and the ghost of her, of Egon with it being a light, going, "This is what you do." And Joe's right. And in the next movie, podcast is under the table, eating her out while she does it. Word. Back to the eating out. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> So like, yeah, we, hold I on. Think... I, I got a, one more little thing. I, to, I'm, I'm trying to avoid more dogpiling because it hurts my feelings. Just, very sensitive. What? What? What is it, I'm... little boy? Joe, come on, oh. man. <laughs> come on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. As soon as you smart. say that it hurts your feelings, you know you're going to get piled on. I don't know why you set yourself up okay. for that. Yeah. Overly, <laughs> overly smart kids in movies are get a little old. Yeah, I can accept that. That's a, I can yeah. accept that fact. It's just like, but I think it, that has far more to do with fucking Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon than it uh, does. Yeah. Like, I yeah. take this one more because of the fact that she looks like Egon from the comic, from the, the show, and acts like him from the movies. Also, no, like, actually perform- funny. Yeah. No, like, per- yeah, performance was great. Like, the character, that was, she was one of the characters I liked. I didn't much care for the brother, but like, she, she Wait, I'm cool. confused. Keith, you liked the female character and not the male character. I know, right? What? I mean, look at me. I, uh... you're, 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 you're moving on up in the world, man. 
You're I, really uh, yeah. breaking your Ben Shapiro outlook on the world. No, I just uh, I've followed Kamel Nanjiani's Twitter once, and look at me now. <laughs> you know, you know what's cool. One one cool thing I liked about the idea for this plot is the, about the about Trevor the Finn character is the idea that we see him by himself, and you think there be storylines like when he tries to hit on Lucky for the first time, and then like the guys, the chefs make fun of him. You in most movies, you go, oh, there's gonna be a scene of him being picked on. We get none of that. It, he no, he just, he's just kind of becomes their friends. Yeah, like he just he's there to fix the car. You're like, that's it, you know. I'm like, I I also, I, like I didn't this realize that the female love interest name was Lucky. What if? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. That's bad. <laughs> that's bad naming. Well, she was her lucky weird... to become a terror dog. And her goddamn shitty dad sheriff. Why are cops always shitty? And and by the way, we haven't even mentioned it. Phoebe almost killed the cop. The dad. Oh, she was gonna fucking pull a proton pack on that motherfucker and obliterate him. We almost watched Phoebe get gunned down in a, in a police station and have the policeman yell about how he was protecting his own life. The uh, <laughs> the female cop was Dan Aykroyd's uh, daughter. Cops are pussies. <laughs> there it is. They'll um, gun you down before asking a question. I, I like one of the lines because, you know, it's newer, so none of the lines are stuck in my head. But I like the line of, like, when they're in, when they're in prison as the... Uh, Rudd and the mom are trying to uh, get them out, and like she like looks at them like you were supposed to take care of her this summer, and like Paul Rudd standing in front of Trevor, and he's like me. It's like oh no no no. Paul Rudd, was, I love the scene where Lucky like pretended to be in jail and then just got out. I was like wow what a bitch. Yeah, can you put this way? You you have you have a record? Uh, no, uh, okay, it'll be fine. Um. I did giggle. I know, Rick, you, 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 you went, uh, and it's when they did the, uh, Phoebe has the one phone call and he's like, so who are you going to call? Oh, yeah. That one was so fucking just like forced bullshit. I would take that over what Dan, when Dan Aykroyd did it in 2016. I will give you that. It was better than that one, but it was like, that was the only one where I went, Oh my God, really? Like it was so forced. It would have been. They should have had Paul Feig play Gozer. God damn you and Paul Feig. Get, like he, he's moving a demon. on from it. He's a literal demon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you. So right now, um, they're they're the fan base wants a sequel to this movie because it it's pretty successful for what it's been doing so far. But there hasn't been any announcement yet. But I can tell you that. Um, Reitman and the writing partner that did this movie uh, have signed on with Sony to do another to do a movie. So people think that it's the sequel or will be another movie, Ghostbuster movie. But there hasn't know, who been. Who knows with Sony? Maybe they'll make three different fucking arcs and storylines to fucking do because Sony's a piece of shit when it comes to making movies. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, Sony. The new Venom was bad and I hate you. Ouch. That's like one of my favorite movies Bummer. of the year. <laughs> Seriously? We'll you find liked out. the new Venom? Yeah. You disliked Afterlife and liked the new Venom. Yeah, Venom was funny. You're we're, funny. We're, we're, Yikes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, you know, for this movie overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the jokes. I like the I like the drama. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um should we go to the budget and box office, all that good stuff, boys? Hello. All right. 
So it took me a while to find the budget because of it just being released weeks ago. Uh, according to websites, the budget for this movie was $75 million. So half of the entirety of 2016. That's embarrassing for 2016. I don't think Dan Aykroyd should get to separate himself from that movie. <laughs> he didn't have anything to he, do with it besides being have, in it. He wrote he it. He helped write it. But they yeah, just, that one. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, he should, probably shouldn't be allowed to separate no, he, himself he, from he, that. He, like, he has to but own that. He helped write it, but they didn't take any of his advice. Yeah, Keith, remember, Feig on set was just like, fucking do what feels natural. Yeah. He no, tried he wanted, to help, uh... <laughs> but he didn't, they didn't appreciate it. No, they wanted Mike Miley Cyrus's shitty boyfriend to do improv. That's Who are not you to judge Miley or Cyrus. The brother, or she the brother, brother the of the ex. By the way, they're broken up, Keith. They wanted Gail from fucking <laughs> from Hunger from Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> fucking do Gail. Improv. They wanted Gail's brother to do improv. Yeah, uh, but no, they. Uh, oh, can we yeah. agree never to do Hunger Games? Nope. God, you know what's God. funny? <laughs> I, I can tell you guys this. I, I think I saw four before I, not seeing three. No, that's I don't not true. Know. We literally watched, oh, before seeing three. I was like, we watched yeah. two at your house one night. Yeah. And the producer got mad at me because I was laughing through both of it because of how bad it was. Well, we weren't name? drinking that night, so that Sus- was fine. Sus- Suzanne Collins. Yeah, she's a hack. <laughs> I actually kind of liked the first two books. And then the third book went off the fucking rails. Ricky, I hate th- that 66% of this podcast has read Hunger Games. <laughs> That's sad. And Joe can't read, so he doesn't count. Yeah. Hey, 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 okay. hey, One, hey, 100% hey, of this podcast. I'm not, I, I think I read like half of one, okay? And it was pop-up too. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's basically what those books, those, those books are pop-up yeah. kids books. <laughs> yes. So, um, Box office, uh, the budget was $75 million. The box office, as of just right now, a couple weeks after it came out, domestically in the States, it got a, it has $103 million. Internationally, $42 million. So worldwide, as of right now, $146 million. It is the 12th movie in the COVID era to hit $100 million. I was about to say, it gets a pretty big asterisk of being, you yeah. know, a COVID movie. Hey, um, Joe, uh, what's What's on that list of a uh, big money making COVID movies? Ooh, ooh, I, let me guess. That, let me guess. That I just said I liked. <laughs> uh, Fast and the Furious clearly made the money. Um, I would assume all three of the Marvel movies made over a hundred million dollars. Uh, what the fuck else has come out? Oh my god, we've seen so many movies. I'm trying to remember them all right now. Since you've asked me, I have to find it. Hang on. Keith, what other movies box. have we gone to see? Oh, um, I don't remember. <laughs> there was something between Fast and the Furious and Black Widow, and I can't remember what it is now. Good Keith, you clearly were invited because you were off being, you know, a hero or whatever the fuck you call yourself. Yeah, you're welcome for my service. <laughs> God damn you, Keith. I don't think you're allowed to use that term. No, I, I should be getting free IHOP all the time. time. Uh, see Keith you should have asked me that brief show so I could find out all the movies um, I was trying to hint at that Venom 2 was like one of the biggest money makers this year Keith Venom 2 is not a good movie and it you has terrible humor yeah, hey guys, I'll, I'll, guys, I'll argue guys. this one uh, at a later time 
granted you also are still the person who in 2022 still laughs at a fucking south park so no i watched that with a very critical eye oh okay (laughs) all right i you know what you guys i found it boom what's up um so it's actually the 10th um highest grossing movie of the 2021 which one uh ghostbusters so i have at least five of that top 10 so we have for for this year shang chi at number one Mm -hmm. with 224 mil venom is number two with 211 black widows 183 which we've seen f9 is 173 which we've seen a quiet place two is 160 oh no no time to die is 159 oh yeah i'm not seeing that fucking movie eternals is 157 Free guy is 121 and Jungle Cruise is 116. Jungle Cruise. I'm so mad I haven't seen Jungle Cruise in theaters and that I'll have to watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, 11 and 12 movies I've seen of Godzilla versus Kong with 99 mil and Halloween Kills got 91. And I'll give that and Halloween Kills, it's uh, that's impressive because it was streaming on Peacock the same day. So 91 million. And on Peacock in the same you're, time, so you're mentioning Peacock. Your mention of Peacock there reminds me of a, a. This is our newest movie, I think we've ever done. It is, it is. And it's important to remember that in COVID times there are not movies anymore. I think that's important to remember while we're looking at these. These are all like weird oh, yeah. numbers because streaming movies are not movies. I think because uh, Black Widow. I think the only ones are Shang Chi, which was an actual theatrical release. Shang-Chi Venom. Venom is a straight theatrical release only. Shang-Chi Venom. Free Guy um, was a theatrical release only. Free Guy and Jungle Cruise and Eternals. And Eternals. And, and, do, and, do, and, I, thought, I thought Jungle Cruise was like you could do the premium Disney thing. Nope. No, Disney stopped that, was that like after Black Widow. That was a couple uh, months after. Because they got sued so hard by uh, Scarlett Johansson, they stopped doing that. Because Black Widow Fast 9... <laughs> Godzilla, uh, Godzilla, Halloween Kills, Dune, all those movies came out at the same time. You can stream. Dune's them. not in the top twelve. It's thirteen. How did that get greenlit so fast for a second? I love it. I'm excited that oh, they greenlit I, the second I, one. I, I how it, did but, it get greenlit? Well, it's also well, Dune. Dune was already greenlit before they announced it. No, Dune it is, wasn't. They it got announced that it was greenlit after it came out. Dune is sixty percent of a movie. I loved it. <laughs> I, 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 I might be wrong, Rick, but they announced Dune was a two-parter before. But they announced no. after Dune came out that Dune the day of when it's supposed to come out. Yes, they announced that it was a two-parter, yeah. but they hadn't greenlit the second um, part yet till like a couple days after it came I out. Thought, I thought they might have filmed, you know, do the back to back, but I guess nope, not. they did not. They have to start filming now. <laughs> In the Sick. fake expert averse, the Dennis Villeneuve probably has the biggest balls <laughs> <laughs> to call a movie part one before actually getting greenlit yeah. to do part two. Yeah, he might as well have just shown a picture of his dick on the screen. <laughs> Yikes! Also, fucking fantastic movie, and I loved it. Keith, any reviews from the? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. Hold on, I gotta enter the passcode to my movie. And, there it uh, is. Go to the review, and uh, all right. I have it ready. Christy Lemire is a has occupied the corpse of Roger Ebert and has decided to give a review to Ghostbusters Afterlife. And her review, I think it's a her. 
review is one one How dare four... you assume her gender wait hey, what is it that's a that's a good joke one out of four stars thank you oh wait the movie got one out of four stars <laughs> <laughs> yeah she um let's see i had a good paragraph picked out but her i, I read the whole review her review kind of it sums up she she really thought she really took the us the cynical angle that y'all were dogpiling on and kind of wrote from that angle she's got some mm-hmm. good stuff in here Let's see. too many oh, callbacks all also keep, my attacking of you is all like pointed at people like this who clearly just decided to dogpile on this movie saying the exact same thing over and over again <laughs> well yeah Ultimately, though, Ghostbusters Afterlife isn't about any of these people. It's about the ghosts of the past, the original performers who show up and sleepwalk their way through their cameos. The film's depiction of the late Harold Ramis is especially cringeworthy, but at least those guys all realize what this is supposed to be, a goofy good time and nothing more. So humorless and cynical. One out of four stars was her angle. (laughs) Very uh, harsh. So apparently she didn't appreciate all the dad jokes through the movie. Yes. And I'm, I'm actually, that's something I'm curious about with this movie, because I didn't look, I tried to avoid any reviews of it before I went and watched it. So I was, I'm really curious what like the world thought about this movie, because I have no idea. That's something I'll I'm let Joe about. break it down. Let's break it down. But first, let's go to the box office for November 19th through the 2021. By the way, guys, uh, 2020, there was, a, there was only five movies that broke 100 million. I'm we amazed there was that many. They must have all been international to break a hundred million. It's did you guys see that Michael Bay movie about COVID? No, there's no. a Michael Bay movie. About, about, about the COVID? bike, the, the bike delivery guy. No. No. Oh, it was bonkers. Did any of you actually ever see Tenet? Yes, loved it. <laughs> it was okay. No. no it was, it, it, by it the way, okay. that was that's number 12 in 2020. So I still have the 2020 list in front of me. Um <laughs> What would have made that much money? I mean, I guess wasn't there like a couple of Disney releases that might have done well nope. internationally? Nope. Number one is Bad Boys for Life. Ew, that movie sucks so much. That ass. came out in 2020? January 17th, 2020. Jesus. Uh 1917 is two. Sonic that was 2020. The that was the last movie I saw in theaters before the world ended. Yeah, I guess Sonic... I forgot that there's a period of time where like movies the still came did, out yeah. before. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is three. Jumanji. Did, the hold next on, level. before you move oh. on, did you see the poster that got released yes. for the second yeah. one? That looks fucking awesome. That's such a good poster. I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't watched Sonic, but I did blind buy it for 4K, so I own it's Sonic. It's supposed to be good. Don't watch it. Good. <laughs> no, Keith. There, uh, four is Jumanji: The Next Level, and five for the last one being in over a hundred million. Star Wars Episode uh, Eight: The Rise of Guy, that was 2020. Yeah, sorry, nine was it really? Yeah, 2020 came out December 20th of 2020. Oh, and that no, no, it couldn't come out of December 20th of 2020. That's what release date December 20. That can't be no, it must have been 2019. And it probably just counts into the 2020 year, yeah, because it's kind of like how. When we have a special podcast next week, we don't get yeah. to count Spider-Man or Matrix in our year yeah. in review. <laughs> yes, that's true. So yeah, it came out December 20, 2019. So, yeah, since it's so late in the year, flipped over. Because like, look, 1917 was in December 25th. So 
Yeah, so there must be like a certain break in December where it gets. Yeah. Well, because the movies would just because they get released there, they would still run into 2020. So that yeah. makes sense. God, By you the think way, that Hollywood people could read a fucking calendar. Exactly. By I the right? way, Keith, <laughs> did you understand the graveyard of all the cars at the uh, at the farmhouse? Hmm. Why was all those dead like all those cars outside the out, know, outside you, the farm? Do you remember that Bible verse though? Oh fuck no. <laughs> do you? No. no, what's up with the with the cars? Because it's he was Egon was taking parts out of it to keep the Ecto one alive. So that's oh, why it looks like it's just a dump yard because the fact that's just him saving the car. Which by the way, broke my heart to see like when uh Finn's character takes the car for the joyride and does the Dukes of Hazard jump and like drove it like a real shithead through that field, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> What's so what, like why did he think that that was okay to drive a car like that? <laughs> Keith, let me take you back to our teenage years and all the dumb fucking shit we used to do. He was just a solo driving at like 50 miles an hour through a cornfield that he didn't know if there was like boulders in. Yeah, Keith, <laughs> teenagers do really dumb shit. All right, all right. Keith, we used to rollerblade down hills as fast as we could and then jump. No, I'm I'm not a smart man. <laughs> Go on. Teenagers are full of <laughs> testosterone and banging, and they don't get to do it a lot. <laughs> Word. Um, they, they just want to do cunnilingus under desks, and they can't, and it's bullshit. God. Yeah, that's pretty right. <laughs> Where was Except those lucky few Joe's that bang their mouth, teachers. Joe's just worried that you're like, I'm talking about like first date, first base material over here, and Joe doesn't even know what to say. Wait, we went down from eating ass to just, you know, normal kind of lingus? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, it's all just a buffet. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> first base is just a. That's just Applebee's. <laughs> As a future movie, I hope we series we do do eventually. Keith, you never go ass to mouth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or are they making look... a third one? Are they making a third yes. one? Yes, yes, sir. Also, I feel like we never talked enough about how the fact the Scream universe exists in the Jay and Silent Bob universe. It works. It fits. I we'll mean. get to it. Yeah. <laughs> As I look, as he opened the sixth seal, behold, the great earthquake, sunblock, soaked cloth, moon, become the blood. Babel, Bible, I thought we were Babel. doing the goddamn top ten movies that came out. With oh, we are, no. we are. I had, I, I was trying to find the Bible. Was that the uh, name of like? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Uh, I don't remember that movie. <laughs> so let's go to the box office for November nineteenth to the twenty first of twenty twenty one, coming in number ten in its fifth week with nine hundred forty two thousand. Ron's Gone Wrong. Saw that movie. Really fucking good. First movie I ever took my oldest to. Was very exciting. I will always remember that movie. Uh, coming in number nine in its second week with 945,000. Belfast. Belfast. Oh, that's supposed to be. That's Oscar it's a, bait. It's, it's Oscar bait. Yeah, it's an Oscar bait. I think it's Joaquin Phoenix and a kid. No, that's come Oscar on, come bait. On. This is a oh. Ireland civil. This is an Irish Civil War movie. Speaking of Irish, uh, coming in number eight in its fifth week with one million, The French Dispatch. That's supposed to be a really good movie. Yeah, Wes Anderson. Coming in number seven in its seventh week with 2.7 oh, million. Keith, did you ever actually go see it? You were planning to see that last week. 
No, we just did a. I went to lunch with my mother instead of a movie, ah, so okay. that movie remains unseen. I'm just assuming nice. it's good. Yeah. Uh, number seven was No Time to Die. I gotta I see just, it. I'm gonna eventually do a watch of all the what's his name Bond movies, but like they're called James Bond. They're so far it's up his. James. I mean, talking it's about James. the actor. Oh yeah, James Bond. <laughs> his name's they're James. So his name's James far Bond. Up their own ass, like Daniel Craig. By the way. They're supposed to be like a little like fun to James Bond and the Daniel Craig James Bond just aren't fun. Now, that's been a, a cool, a, a fun take of mine. Really cool at parties is that I think Pierce Brosnan is a wildly underrated James Bond. He just got really bad scripts, but he was a really good Bond. Oh, Goldeneye. Goldeneye bangs, dude. Goldeneye rocks. Uh, Goldeneye doesn't hold up. <laughs> There's a lot of like, we just remember Goldeneye being awesome because we loved that video game. Which, by the way, I found a, uh, I can get a uh, converter, the the RCA to HDMI for like 12 bucks. I will also tell you, Goldeneye, the video game, does not fucking hold up. Yeah, use the yeah, C know. buttons. Use the C yeah. buttons to look up and down. <laughs> it's crazy. Speaking of crazy, coming at number five in its fifth week with 3.1 million, Dune. Fucking, okay. I loved it. I fucking loved that movie. Coming in at number four in its first week with 5.4 million, King Richard. I want to go see that. I do. I heard it bomb. Really good. So uh, Will Smith had pocket uh, pocket paid people because of like how bad it did. So he paid all the actors and people. Uh, coming in number three in its second week with eight million, Clifford the Big Red Dog. That movie looks fucking atrocious, and my oldest wants to see it, and I'm just trying to outlive that movie being in theaters. Yeah, give it some time. Yeah, uh, don't coming see that in theaters. Coming in number two in its third week with 11 million, Keith Sweatland's favorite Disney Marvel movie, Eternals. That's still making that much money? Yes. Jesus. Hey, listen, so, if we would have listened to Druig, <laughs> Jesus, there we okay. go. So that means coming in at number one in its first week with $44 million, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a pretty good opening. I think so. For, yeah. Um, especially, I think especially with the buzz of the fact that the bad taste of 2016, you know, like yeah, people were like, ah, do I really want to see it? And then people see like, okay, it's good. But this is the fun part of let's go to the ratings. IMDB gives this a 7.7 7 out of 10. Um, that beats the uh, three beats two. And where is one? Is under one by point one. So, I forget the Ghostbuster movies are super poorly rated. It's super weird. It is. So we go to Ron Tomato. All critics gives this a sixty-three. Top critics forty. Didn't they Audience, rate twenty sixteen really well too? Sixteen for top critics got a seventy-one. Fucking bonkers. And so the audience gave um Have they pay BuzzFeed writers. That's not bullshit. <laughs> the audience gave 2016 a 40 uh 49, and the audience for Afterlife gave this uh rating a 95. So you can see who enjoyed the movie and who didn't. It's kind of at the point where like people who review stuff are so far up their own ass that it's just not even worth it reading reviews anymore. 
Well, it used to be cool for movies to have bad yep. reviews. Like mm-hmm. it used to be the cool thing. So it's like when fucking like whatever Ant Man two gets ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like it probably has. Like that's so weird that these movies are not supposed to be liked by critics. Like it's weird that that's a new thing now in this last fifteen years. Like, and it kind of makes what's the point of fucking critics then? Like what? Are, like what are we doing here? <laughs> Yeah, you just right. gotta like pick and choose. You gotta you gotta pick and choose your writers because like Ant Ant Man two should not be liked by nine point three out of ten people. <laughs> I mean, Keith, the realistically, no Marvel movie should. Like Marvel movies are fun and good, but they're yeah. not like if we ever earth rattling. Yeah, like there's maybe <laughs> two to three that you can say like have moments to be above a four or four and a quarter but like black panther was literally nominated for an oscar for best picture that's insane it's a best picture no but like i loved black panther but it's still like it's fine (laughs) to me it's a high a s tier marvel movie but like still marvel movies aren't gonna top any of my list for best movies yes they're popcorn flags so i think though i think marvel has broken critics brains so like it's it's like it's it's so weird to rank to like hear what they think about Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of rank, let's rank. Uh, hey, see what we did there. Let's rank these. Uh, best Ghostbusters, best villain, best ghosts, and overall rewatchable movie. So let's start off with best Ghostbusters. So you have the originals, but mostly it's the kids. I would say this is probably third best after one and two and still better than 2016. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. no, we already listed 2016 as the worst in everything. Yeah, That's 2016 right. was already at, yeah, all no. these are already at four. So it's really, it's really fun to dunk on 2016. Can we still just like say it as we go through this? <laughs> I, yeah. I appreciate that. I would go third. Like, all right. as much as I loved all the characters, like, I mean, you're still not top in that original cast. Well, and there's not yeah. really, there's not really Ghostbusters, there's, there's no Ghostbusters in this movie. I would take that's that argument. Point. That's a true yeah, argument. Yeah, yes, it is. There's no and yet, truth. and yet they're still better than the actual Ghostbusters from 2016. Boom. Well, so they, uh, that means they, they read Reddit comments. In there it is. So that means <laughs> best for for best Ghostbusters, it's one, two, four, and three. Maybe mm, we can put a space. No, four and three. Okay. Yeah, four and three. Uh, let's do best villain. Right now we have Vigo. Then we have Gozer one. Then we have that dude. So where does Gozer 2 <laughs> get put third. in place? <laughs> For me, third. Yeah, like... It goes I like the fight two, in two, one. this one way better than in one. Mm-hmm. But it's still like you're just using the same character again. So it's kind of hard to rate mm-hmm. it ahead of the original. Yeah. And two, I, uh, yeah, two, it's one, true. Four, three. Yeah, so two, one, four, three is it. I gotta say, I'll give Olivia Wilde props. I thought she did fantastic as Gozer, which, by the way, I love the part, and a lot of people don't, but I loved it, of the fact of when they go, when she goes, are you a god? And then Ray's like, um, and they're like, Ray, we've done this already. Say yes. <laughs> uh, yes, we are gods. Then die. Um, let's do best ghosts. Right now we have two, one, and three. Where do you put these go- ghosts? There's not many, but... Because there's basically just the Slimer knockoff. Muncher. And then the couple we see in town. Yeah. I didn't much care for the 
they didn't have original ghosts in this movie and that kind of bugged me i'll still put it above th- uh well, 2016 yeah, they, looked, they were trash they were trash in yeah it's definitely third on the list okay so that brings that to two one four and three so overall rewatchable movie we have one two space and three where does four land in that uh for you guys Keith is going to hate me, but I'm going to go one, four, two, three. Because I fucking loved this movie. And to me, like being a new kickoff for the franchise, and especially with the fact that two just kind of exists, it's the Winston of the Ghostbusters movies at this point. (laughs) I'm going to say this is my second most rewatchable after one. Okay, we're going. We're doing rewatchability. We're talking blankets yes. and blankets, blankets and, and you know boners. What, yeah, excuse just, me, what is happening when you're watching movies? Mostly just just uh, lots of uh, oral sex underneath blankets. Good God, <laughs> this is a family friendly show, by the way. You literally have talked about used lube for months, which you well, can't find that at usedlube.com. Where when you're it. under that blanket and you have that boner, use us used lubes. I now, while you're on the, while case. you're on usedlube.com, go down yes, to the did. under under desk kind of lingus section. You'll find another link there, and um, yeah, it's it's all of Keith's tips and tricks. It's my blog on it's it's my cooking blog. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> Keith, where do you put this? It's uh easy. This one's third. I'll watch one and two for the rest of my life. I'll probably watch this one two more times, then never see it again. So it comes down to you, Mr. Lussell. Oh my god. Mm, one. <laughs> th- this is tough. I really enjoyed this movie. And I gotta put it at third. I gotta. I, after, I, after all this time, you just tell us you hate this fucking movie? Well, I don't think he said that at all. No. <laughs> but here's the thing. To be honest, it's like for me, 4 is like 2A to, and 2B. You know, it's like they can flip at any time once I watch it. It's just, this is, it's one of those things of the fact, you know, watching Ghostbusters 2 for over 20 years, it's kind of hard to be like, you know what, this is better. The new one's better than the old one, but no, it's one it's one, two, four, and three. That's how it's going to be. But you know, I'll rewatch. I will rewatch this one just like I did do one and two. So it's also not going to be like. I don't want to hear you saying any movie. Uh, him talking trash about any movie being awful when you rated Answer the Call better than three movies we've watched. Yeah. And the same as six. So Fast and the Furious. You piece <laughs> of crap, Keith. But we're before we. Before, I was gonna say before we insult Keith more, let's glaze some stars. Yeah. Hey boys, what what's that off in the distance? Is it's that shooting? Oh my god, they're glazing stars. <laughs> That's what so, they're trying to in, in contact. There's the giant yeah. satellite dishes. That's yep. what they're trying to hear us doing. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> stars. Oh my god, they built two of them. <laughs> my god, there's two of them now. So Keith. What do you, what do you, what do you give uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? What did I give two? You gave two, th- three and three quarters. All right, I'm gonna give this one. Uh, what did I give the 2016? You gave that a star and three quarters. 
All right, I'm going to give this two and three quarter stars. I'm still mad at you for giving fucking was, answer the call one and three quarters. It was this movie was a uh, watchable, but in my mind, too many callbacks, too much kid shit. Top and, critic uh, Keith over here. Yeah, literally a kids movie. <laughs> I went four and a half. I fucking loved this movie. Thought it was a great way to restart the Ghostbusters franchise, and think it's really almost like it's not one but it's not that far off i i uh i listened to a show and there was five of them and it was two two the idea of this beating one what uh they they enjoyed it (laughs) they enjoyed this one more than one like a lot of them the two that the two that were picking this over one never seen ghostbusters or they've seen it maybe once in their entire time that makes more sense then that's and then they watch newer's better type outlook. and they watch the new ones and they went like they they know what they're talking about like you know it's that but it's just like they watched this new one they went this is more we watchable for me than one but i'll watch one just like you guys said about me that's a stupid opinion (laughs) well my opinion is i give this also four and a half i love this i love the movie i both times i've seen it you know i will not lie i had an idea of if i got off work earlier like a lot early pretty early today i thought if i could find like a you know a two o'clock three o'clock uh showing and like go sit by myself in the movie theater and watch it before like to say i've seen it three times already but i had did not that brings Ghostbusters Afterlife in at a 3.9. There's only four movies rated higher than that on our list. It ties with Scream, which still the biggest regret of my podcast life is how yep. low we rated Scream. Yep, yep. That also brings Ghostbusters in at a resounding... Oh, my computer's being weird. Hold on. Figure out what you're doing, computer. Keith sucks. There we uh, go. Brings <laughs> it in at an average of 3.3. If I took answer the call out, Ghostbusters yeah, yeah. would have been a four point one. Let's take that out. You know, that's a Jason foolish. Reitman did, so we are too. Nope, we have to own it. God damn it, Keith. So, 3. so what? What? Three um, is, uh, that's pretty yeah, low. Was, it, oh God, uh, that's the Scream franchise was three point four. Oh, the Predator franchise was two and a half, so it's doing better than that. Okay. Uh, what did I say? It was 3.3? Yeah. Oh, so it's not doing better than the Predator franchise. Uh. <laughs> oh, no, Predator franchise was two and a half, so it's doing better uh, than that. Okay, we're good. We're good. You're good. Fast and the Furious was a 2.9, so it's better than Fast and the Furious franchise. How, how crazy is that? The Human Fast and Furious has had like nine movies, and it's just like, yep, that's why. To be fair, they made a lot of bad movies. Yeah. So Ghostbusters is up there. It's going to be like our third or fourth highest rated franchise. If we can keep in the top five, I'm okay with that. You know, Makes but, sense. but we don't know about that as next week here on fake movie experts, it would be the best of 2021 as we will be discussing movies that we've watched throughout the new movies throughout the whole year. Talk about movies that we will be uh, looking forward to. And um, we can tell you this because of the holiday season, 
we won't be talking about Matrix or uh, the new Spider-Man movie until maybe the week after because, you know, it's holiday season. So uh, we got us things much, to do. Us, much like the film industry, as Keith said, don't understand how to read calendars. So no. they'll count towards 2022. Yep. You know, with us, uh, with, the, with the holiday season, as the Hollywood company does and almost everybody else, but, uh, you know, the out uh, stores... We're shutting it down for a bit, if you know what I mean. Not really. I don't know what that means we, either. So we care about our workers. Do we, we do. want to announce what we're watching after the year in review, or do we want to announce that in the year in review? You know, I'll announce it right now. You have to wait and listen to next week's show to find out what we're bringing into 2022. Let's see, we're gonna we're, we're that's kicking a off tease. with a banger. That's all I'll say. It's a banger, banger. Like Miley Cyrus's bangers. It's a group I, pick. So it's not right. anyone's actual pick. Yeah. Are we not supposed a, to say we're doing cheaper by the dozen? Or? <laughs> Evan, when is that new one supposed to come out with Gabriel Union? And it's a TV show, I think. Oh, is that a TV show? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> and Zach it's so hard Braff. to tell what's what. And it, God. Yeah, we're, uh, we're changing uh, concepts. We're a podcast by the dozen. Oh, are we going to do like the Hawkeye That's a fantastic name, by the way. About how boring it is. By the way, that's a fantastic awful, name. Awful show. <laughs> what I'm show? only two episodes in. I haven't watched the newest ones, but God, that show is boring. What show? Hawkeye. Jeremy oh. Renner's Amazon line is what that show is about. Well, Keith prefers Jeremy Renner as he listens to his music and buys his uh, clothes. <laughs> Go to jeremyrenner.com. Keith, li- Keith lives by the Renner. So. <laughs> so next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we'll be talking about the best of 2021 and the future of 2022 you can go to no where you can find all of our blogs and podcasts that we've done and you can find keith's little uh 2022 ode artwork of him just being spread as butt naked you know it's you're not you're making it sound a lot more crude than it. it's very tasteful no there's a lot of it is tasteful of, there's a lot of desks but he tries it. He makes it artistic by doing the desk, and it's him <laughs> laying on top. You, you, you've seen like the the primate photo of like the guy spread eagle, and like there's like the circle around him. That's Keith with desks. Yeah, yeah I was gonna like say a... more. Yeah, I was gonna say it was more like George Costanza and just his underwear in that one picture. But you know, yours works yeah. too. Yeah. They're equivalent, I would say. Costanza. <laughs> Hello! It's more of a milking table than a desk. <laughs> You're milked, all right. Milked at nocellentainment.com, where you can, like I said, find all of our stuff. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. Fucking milking table? <laughs>